A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From Isaiah chapter 25 verse 1 through chapter 26 verse 9. And the title of this week's lesson is Yahweh, Salvation for Judah. Again, Isaiah chapter 25, verses 1 through Isaiah chapter 26, verse 9. And I'll be reading from the NIV version of the Bible. And the text reads, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. You have made the city a heap of rubble, the fortified town a ruin, the foreigners' stronghold a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall and like the heat of the desert. You silence the uproar of foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadows of a cloud, or so the song of the ruthless is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The land, the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled under him as straw is trampled down in the manure. They will spread out their hands as it is, as a swimmer spreads out his hands to swim. God will bring down their pride despite the cleverness of their hands. He will bring down your high fortified walls and lay them low. He will bring them down to the ground to the very dust. Chapter 26. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays 
the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. Feet trample it down, the feet of the oppressed, the footsteps of the poor. The path of the righteous is level. O upright one, you make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desire of our hearts. My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. When your judgments come upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteousness. Blessed be God's holy and divine word. Those who read and study and particularly those who live God's word. With psalm-like phrasing and emotional emphasis, the prophet praises the city God had made. The city was Jerusalem itself. At times, the prophet can say only good things of the place where the Lord put his name, but at other times, he indicts many in Jerusalem for their failures of injustice and idolatry. Isaiah has a word from God. When the populace of the city luxurate in apostasy and when they turn away from the message from on high, God's word indicts. God's wrath fell on the wicked in Isaiah's day and continues to indict corruption, chaos, and confusion today. Throughout the previous chapter, as studied, the prophet dwelt on the coming of God's judgment on the whole earth. The earth mourns and fades away. The earth, the world languishes and fades away. Isaiah 24 and verse 4. But Jerusalem, for a remnant of the faithful, through it all was a Refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, chapter 25 and verse 4. By means of Judah and Jerusalem, a blessing would come to the human family. This is the living word, Jesus Christ, our Lord. When the psalmist reflected on the Lord, he declared, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. 103, verse 1 and 2. With these few words, David reminded his audience of the many ways God has blessed humanity, what he described as benefits. David mentioned forgiveness, verse 3, Physical healing, verse 3, redemption, verse 4, mercy, verse 4, and physical provision, verse 5. As the faithful creator, in 1 Peter 4 and verse 19, God abundantly provides for our needs as our heavenly Father, Matthew 7 and verse 11. He regularly demonstrates his care for us, his own love toward us, in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, verse 8. 
because he sent Jesus to die in our place. His desire for our salvation cannot be disputed. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. Perhaps the psalmist said it best when he wrote, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 33, verses 4 and 5. The relationship we enjoy with God was also available to the descendants of Jacob, the children of Israel. In fact, he chose them as special people because of his love for them. Making this point, Moses wrote, For you are a holy people to the Lord. Your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in numbers than other people. For you were the least of all peoples, but because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Deuteronomy 7, verses 6 and 8. This does not mean... God overlooked rebellion among his people. It certainly did not. Notice Isaiah 9, verses 8 through 21, and, verses, and chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Nevertheless, hope remained for the remnant who would turn back to him then and today. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people that is left from Assyria as there was for Israel when they came up from Egypt, Isaiah 11 and verse 16. God's relationship to his people, Israel, and to Jerusalem and its temple was complex. He was the protector of Israel when they lived by his laws when they rendered justice to the poor, when they had no dealings with idols. But the way of righteousness was not always seen in Jerusalem. When the people acted like the nations around them, when they committed sin and neglected the needy, when they were proud and arrogant with their riches, God sent destruction on them. He used the nations around Israel as instruments of his judgment. Our lesson text calls for God to be praised for the wonderful things he has done. It is fitting that the triumph should be celebrated with feasting and song, and this is, in fact, what we have in this chapter. The banquet in verses 6 through 8 is certainly the centerpiece Peace, and it is framed by songs of praise, a personal song in verses 1 through 5, 
and a communal song in verses 9 through 12. The theme of both songs is the character of God, which has been plainly revealed in the acts of judgment and salvation. Our passage begins with Isaiah describing the Lord as my God, Isaiah 25, verse 1. God, who must judge the nations, nevertheless hears the prayers of his people individually. God is deserving of all praise. Among things worthy of praise, Isaiah mentions God's counsels of old and describes them as faithfulness and truth, Isaiah 25 and verse 1. The same idea is echoed in Psalm 119, verse 160, which reads, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. That's Psalm 119, verse 160. Isaiah also praises God for making a city ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt, Isaiah 25, verse 2. In the previous chapter, Isaiah made a similar point. The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up so that none may go in. Chapter 24, verse 10. These verses refer to all places where individuals rebel against God and promote wickedness, apostasy, corruption, chaos. The point is, that many cities can be brought to nothing by the Lord's power. The song of praise louds God for caring for the poor and the needy in their time of distress, Isaiah 25 and verse 4, a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in his distress. Additionally, God is exalted for protecting his people from the taunts of their foreign enemies. The song of the terrible ones will be diminished, verse 5. The most beautiful section of the passage is found in Isaiah 25, verse 6 through 8, which describes, again, a banquet hosted by the Lord and available for all to enjoy. God is more than willing to provide amply for his followers. According to the passage, the feast is not limited to the Jews. It is for all people. For all people, a feast of rich food. The picture is of a, of a great spiritual feast that that God will provide for all, Gentiles and Jews in his mighty Zion. God intended to and does swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, Isaiah 25, verse 7 and 8. The Lord will remove the causes of mourning, sin, suffering, 
God has brought about the ultimate destruction of death. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. Hebrews 2 verse 14 and 15. Satan's power exists only to the extent that his temptation is successful in the hearts of the uninformed or those in denial. The wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and 23. We noted how Isaiah described how God will swallow up death forever and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, Verse 8, this is possible through the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. He has promised to provide an eternal home to the faithful where there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things, that is, the old order has passed away. Revelation 21 and verse 4. The chapter ends by praising God for the salvation he provides, Isaiah 25 and verse 9. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. In contrast to the rebellious city mentioned in Isaiah 25 and verse 2, God's people inhabited a strong city. Its strength was drawn from the Lord, for God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks, Isaiah 26 and verse 1. In the ideal city, the walls and ramparts will be God's salvation. That is, walls of stone and earth cannot save us from that which most threatens our existence. The only defense is the deliverance which comes from God. This defense that God provides is both authentic and inclusive. The gates are open to all. The righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in, Isaiah 26 and verse 2. Those who obey God's plan are welcome. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, Matthew 7 and verse 21. Peace results when individuals trust and obey God. Ultimately, God will protect his followers and punish the wicked. Chapter 26, verse 5 and 6. He will weigh the path of the just. Verse 7. He will bless those who desire to honor his name. Verses 8 and 9. 
throughout the Bible, God shows himself to be the Lord of the humble and lowly. When Mary visited Elizabeth, she said of God, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Luke 1, verse 52 and 53. God is worthy. God is more than worthy of our praise for, for who he is and, and what he has done. He is God. He is God who sits high and looks low. He has done wonderful things. Again, chapter 25 of Isaiah, verse 1. For in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. God, our creator, provides for and protects his followers. This does not mean we will never face difficulties. It means we will maintain our holy connection with our heavenly father and thus pass through the trials we are given. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8 and 28. Most importantly, God sent Jesus to be sin for us that we might become the righteous of God in him, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. God sent Jesus to be sin for us that we might become the righteous of God in him. This lesson is yours. Thank you, church, for studying along this week. Thank you for your ongoing support and your focused study as we continue to study Isaiah. Next week's lesson is taken from Isaiah chapter 31, verses 1 through 9, and chapter 32, verses 1 through 15. Again, Isaiah thir chapter 31, verses 1 through 9, and Isaiah chapter 32, verses 1 through 15. The title of this lesson is A Glorious Future. Let's pray together and for one another. Our Father, our God, precious Abba, we bow before your holy throne of grace and righteousness. We thank you for continuing to be present in the midst of a chaotic world, a world of hate and corruption. Thank you, Father, for the ongoing opportunity to come to you with prayer and supplication. Forgive us, Father, of any sin we have committed since the last time we have been together. Father, 
Lift us up in the most holy name of your Son and our Lord and Savior, our salvation, your word, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his sacrifice on the old rugged cross for the sins of mankind. Thank you for the church he established. Father God, we, we have petitions on our heart, our hearts of mind, knowing you are God all by yourself, knowing you possess a long arm of saving grace. Father, reach out, redeem the poor in spirit, both those near as well as those far off. Father God, continue to heal the sick and soothe the brokenhearted. Father, embolden us to continue to study your will and your way. Thank you for the truth of salvation. Thank you for removing the curtain, emboldening our faith in your Son and our Savior who humbled himself for us. His resurrection is our hope. Father, we pray for the sick, for the shut-in. Father, we pray for those behind prison walls, both justly and unjustly. Father, we, we pray for those who are in the throes of addiction and discontent and confusion. Give them all those things they stand in need of and help us to be a conduit of your love and bringing them souls to Christ, Father. Continue to edify us in your glorious promises. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, friends, thanks for your participation. Let each of us reach out in Christian love this week through texts, phone calls, letters, notes, prayer, most particularly prayer. Let us seek peace and count it all joy. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Stay safe, love God and one another. Bye for now.